maybe I'm crazy, but equality is maybe not as complicated as the NCAA is making it out to be. Maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm not. Welcome to Maybe I'm Crazy podcast. I'm Joy Taylor. Thanks for joining us. Today we talk to Sincerest Don, rapper out of Virginia. He is a lot of dope music out right now. And we'll talk to him a little about his music, a little about what's coming next for him. And he's a Washington football fan. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Allen Iverson, who's the GOAT, his Mount Rushmore. So we'll talk to him. Heller, Donnie, NT. Are in today. We'll talk about the tournaments, LeBron James being injured. What does that mean? LaMelo Ball going down. It's a lot going on. So, oh, and we'll talk about all this offseason free agency madness and the NFL as well. But let's get started with Sincerest Don. I'm right, very excited to welcome Sincerest Don to the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast. Um, Want to talk all about your career and your music and your influences. But first, you know, I came to know of you because of my dear friend Sham from, shout yes, shout out Sham from Woody High. So, how did you link with him? Um, I actually met one of his one of his friends of a friend, and um, it went from there. And um, what's so funny? I had I have a close friend that went to Woody High also. So, you know, it's a very small world, but uh, he's all he's been good to me ever since. We're good friends, and you know. It's, it's good to finally, you know, meet you. He told me a lot about you. So, you know, you must, you must be a big, you must be a big alumni, Woody High. <laughs> I don't know about <laughs> all that. I remember uh, riding around uh, with his sham in high school and he was putting us all on Egyptian rap. True. He'll, wow. tell you, he'll tell you about that uh, <laughs> another time. Um, but he's always been obviously way into music. So I'm glad that the two of you linked. So you're from VA. Uh, how did growing up in VA and, you know, influence your, your career and your music? Well, the thing about Virginia, we don't have a lot of artists, you know, we have, of course we have the Timberlands, the Pharrells, but we don't have a lot of artists. So I gravitated early on to the New York style of rap, um, the very lyrical rap, but also uh, as I got a bit older and was a, was a little more cognizant of the rap going on, that's when I got into like the clips, Pusha T, people like that. So, you know. So those were your musical influences when you first got exactly. into rap? Exactly. The Jay-Z's, the Nas's. And then as I got a bit older, that's when I tapped into clips and Pusha T and, you know, old Missy. I started to go back and do my homework. So. Well, you have a very, um, you have an old school style, I feel like. Uh, old school to me, obviously. I'm, you know, I'm in my mid-30s, so old school is different to different people. Um, but for me, it's a little old school, and it's a, it's a real vibe. What is your, what is your biggest influence, I guess, for the, your style of music? This is probably going to be out of the, you know, the Scarface. Scarface with, with storytelling. I took after a lot of Scarface's music early on, the storytelling, and you know, just you could feel it. So that's what I wanted to do when I started making music. I wanted people to feel what I was talking about and also relate to it in certain things. I can hear that. I can hear that in your music. So when you're writing, do you write all of your own music? I write everything. No so ghost how do you, <laughs> how do you <laughs> feel about ghostwriters? Because that's been a big conversation in the music um, world lately. To each his own, to be honest. But me, for what I what I do, I feel like you know, for the 
for the pop stars who need help writing certain lyrics and writing songs. I mean, ghostwriting has been around for a long time. It's not like it's anything new. It was people in the 90s and the 2000s having their songs written and even early on, but to each his own. But me, I like to write all my own stuff. So for, so for someone who hasn't heard your music yet, what kind of what kind of rapper are you? You know, what kind of stories are you telling? What, who are you? Where'd you come from? What is, who are you? Who is Sincerest Dawn? I feel like that's kind of hard because I, I give you such a wide range of music, um, especially this year. I'm used to giving you a lot of street stories, a lot of, you know, a lot of that explicit rap, but this year I, I wanted to tap in and start making music for the ladies. I kind of wanted to switch up the flow and give you a faster pace. So. I let I let the people go check out the music and you know then they come back and give me their thought on the kind of rapper that they think I am. When you write, do you get inspired by other music? Do you get inspired oh, yeah. by books, by movies? Like, is it just life experience? Sports, movies, other music. I'm a student of the game. I still have my favorite rappers I like to listen to. So when they drop projects, I tune in just like a fan. You know, and that's how I get, you know, I put it all into one. So you do have a lot of mentions of sports throughout your music. This is Definitely. mostly sports podcast, but obviously we do, you know, culture and everything else <laughs> as well. Um, so who are your teams? Are you, are you, a, are you a, Virginia, a fan of Virginia teams? We don't have any teams, Joy. So, <laughs> well, I mean, the area. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm DC. Everything. I'm Washington. Yeah, you gotta be DMV a little bit, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was born in DC, so I'm DC. Everything. My father was a Washington fan. My mom started as a Washington fan, but uh, you know, I'm Washington. Everything. Big, big Washington football fan. I, I don't. So maybe you can explain the Ryan Fitzpatrick move to me because I don't get that. Honestly, we're just wait, we're just waiting for Deshaun. That's all. We're just waiting okay. for Deshaun. Well, no, <laughs> oh. no, look, Pat, if Fitzpatrick can sling it, so that's all we need. We need somebody who can throw the ball down the field. Point blank. Well, I, I can't really talk because I'm a Pittsburgh fan and a, and a Dolphins fan, and we we're not. That, that was a good game. That was a good game last year, Joey. Much better shape. <laughs> that was a good game last year. <laughs> um what's so okay we'll stick for sport we'll stick with sports for a second so you're a washington football fan um obviously in the sports world we debate who the goat is a lot um are you an nba fan as well definitely so who is your who is your nba goat Allen iverson Allen iverson from virginia Allen iverson so Allen Iverson is the great, is that your favorite player? That's like the, the he, he's the greatest basketball player. Okay. He, he's the greatest player to me, but of course, MJ's the GOAT. Okay. Then you have Kobe, then you have LeBron. Okay. Interesting. You put Kobe above, above LeBron. No, I loved Allen Iverson growing up. I, I thought I was, when I was really young, I hadn't figured everything out yet. I thought I was going to grow up and be Michael Jordan. And then I like hit puberty and figured out that that's not happening. And that's then, <laughs> and then I was like, I just loved AI. I will wear the little, um, the you know, the wrist guard. The wrist bands, um, yeah. Yeah. And to piggyback on what you're saying, I'm 28, so I didn't see MJ. Right. I seen Allen Iverson. No, no, that makes sense. And Allen Iverson, you know, to tie it back to music, Allen Iverson was such a cultural icon. He has so much respect still in uh, in all aspects of the culture just because of what he brought, just a different kind of swag and energy to the yep. game and uh, off the court also. Okay, so what, what about the NFL? Do you think that Tom Brady is the greatest? 
No question. He so like anyone who's kind of arguing against that right now is just salty at this point to me. Basically, <laughs> I don't know how you can't say that. They're, they're probably um, like Cowboys fans or something. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think even Cowboys fans would have to admit it. I feel like it would be probably less like somebody who suffered a lot from Tom Brady in the division. Yeah, right. yeah. Um. So, do you have a do you have a goat a rap like do you have a rapper that you think is is the greatest? And it's difficult because there's so many different styles and eras and like you know, who started rap and who changed the game, but do you have one? I would say you probably, I mean, it has to be Jay-Z. You know, he's been in the game for as long as he has. He's been in every era. He's doing this thing with business. He's showing you that he's more than music, great businessman. So it had to be Jay-Z. I mean, I I think it's it's definitely a big debate, right? Because everyone has a different, Mm -hmm. different tastes and like you know who's had the most hits but i just i I agree with you i think jay-z has has passed so many different levels and has had hits in so many different decades and has just like transformed the game in so many artistic ways as well and then obviously beyonce is a big influence on the gravity like the two of them together obviously is like power but um so who's your favorite rapper then oh joe you're killing me oh my favorite rapper of all time you know what? It's it's like a it's Jay Z slash Scarface. Those are my two most listened to rappers to this day. My favorite is Tupac. Okay. Um, Tupac's in my top five for, for for multiple reasons. Okay, so I was gonna ask you. You have a, a top five. We could do top five Mount Rushmore of rappers. So you would put because I don't like to I don't like to rank necessarily. Like you can have a favorite, but it's hard to rank. So if you do like a top five or a Mount Rushmore, then you're not necessarily putting like one above the other. Okay, can we leave Biggie and Tupac out of it? Just because they're in a different category? Exactly. Okay, all right, I'll allow it. Biggie and Tupac are in a different category. So then who is your Mount Rushmore? Um, No order, of course. Jay-Z, Nas, Scarface, Pimp C. I'm gonna put Pusha in there, Pusha T. I'm gonna put Pusha T in there. Okay, so top five, Pusha T, Jay-Z, Nas, Scarface, and Pimp Pimp C. Mm-hmm. I love some Pimp C now. That's a good list. Thank you. List. I think my top, I did my top five um, not too long ago on the podcast and I, Donnie's going to have to probably edit this because I, I, I want to make sure I remember. I like to write these things down. But it was definitely Jay-Z, Pac, Biggie. I had to put Kanye up there. Ooh, okay. I respect that. You know, I, I got my issues with Kanye, but, you know, musically, if we're just doing music. You gotta have Kanye in there, I think. And exactly. um and similarly Lil Wayne. Like mm. Lil Wayne's been doing this a very, very long time. Yes, yes. So I got I gotta put Lil Wayne up there um also. But that's a good list though. I like that list. So what's next for you musically? What what can we look forward to? What's coming up next for you? What can people listen to? So uh, right now, I, I don't want to give this project no love because it's you know it hasn't been out a month yet. Uh, Smoke and Mirrors is out right now. Me and Big Mars, I'm releasing Cardinal Sin, the deluxe edition, and I'm adding some new songs. So I'm excited for that, and um, probably some more EPs. I got a lot of music coming on the way, so I just want to keep the keep the people fed and stay busy. Well, I love that. Make sure you check out Sincerest Don on social media. Give him a follow because he's maybe I'm crazy Please. family now. And uh, and Woody High family too, even though you didn't go there, but you know, you. we'll show love. 
Yes. Um, my Woody High family. Appreciate yes. y'all. At Sincerest Dawn on Instagram, follow him on Twitter. Um, make sure that you stream it and go download. Um, thank you so much for stopping by. Having me, Joy. Thank you. You're uh, you're in good hands, and uh, we look forward to to your success. Definitely. Thank you. With it. With it. What up, Heller? What am I winning or quitting today? What's up, Joy? I just want to give a quick shout out to my friend Saul. He's a big listener of the show. He also gave me the shirt from his chiropractic company. It's not an ad. It's just on some friend stuff. Shouts to Saul. Right, Joy? Shouts to yeah, it's my guy from... I went to a chiropractor for the first time. Well, I didn't actually go to a chiropractor, but my brother's neighbor is a chiropractor. So he adjusted all of us. And? And it was the, one of the scariest things I've ever been through. But kind of also magic, right? It was, but like the sound of your entire spine cracking, <laughs> like, yeah. like uh, bubble wrap is really dramatic the first time it happened. It's... Yep. Then you, I... then you feel great. But the first yeah, time but, scary. Oh yeah, and when they're like, just relax. You're like, I, you're about to break my how, neck. I can't, how am I, how am I gonna relax? How, how am I supposed to relax? You have your hand on my neck and the other side and I know you're about to crack it right. and spin it around like the right. exorcist. How am I supposed <laughs> to relax? Once you do it a couple times, you do relax. But the right. first time is very scary. But just right. salt. Yeah, if you're, in, if you're in, if you're in, if you're in, if you're in Oakland, yeah, if you're in Oakland, he'll, he'll do some magic on you. Anyway, um, first, first win it or quit it here. I don't really have anything written, but that's okay because we're talking about free agency winners and losers. You're going to give us one of each, I presume, or a couple winners and a couple losers. You tell me, Joy, what are we doing? Um, I like how you're remixing it because there's no setup, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, look, there's really, it's it's all on paper at this point, right? Right. Because what Money always happens with free agency is there's all these big flashy signings and all these cuts and all this movement. We're like winners, losers. And then two years later, we're like, what a yeah. terrible trade. <laughs> what a terrible trade. What a terrible <laughs> signing. But surfacely, I got to give the Bucks and the Browns the, uh, the A pluses for okay. free agency. Bucks have brought everybody back so far, except for Antonio Brown and Leonard Fournette, um, I, which obviously both of them played a critical role this year and in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I could see them still bringing back Antonio Brown because I don't know what the market is for him. And at this point, he's a very serviceable number three receiver. I could also see him going to the Seahawks because Russell Wilson wants him. But he's other like, than please. That, uh, seriously, I, other than those two places, I don't think AB works. Leonard Fournette will obviously end up somewhere if he's not with the Bucks. Yep. Um, but they brought Shaq Barrett back, Levante David, Chris Godwin, the kicker. Like they've they've done they an still got, job. They still got Tom also, right? Tom's still on they the still team. Tom and Gronk still there. Tom Brady That'll do it. in Tampa Bay. So uh gotta give them <laughs> a good grade. And then also I think the Browns did a really good job. They got John Johnson the third. Um, and Troy Hill, and they added Zacharis McKinley, Malik Jackson, Anthony Walker, and they brought back Rashad Higgins. So I, I, they filled a lot of spaces that they needed, yep. and I, I like that they were aggressive as well. And for the loser, I think we've got to go Bears, right? Swing and a miss. I mean, I can't even think of the right analogy. It's like telling your girl that you're taking her to bali 
well i forget what colin said but it's like i have to i have to use a girlfriend analogy because i don't have kids so i don't know i can really feel the dramaticness of it like they're taking you're taking the kids to hawaii for a weekend instead you take them to like the state park i think and i don't even think that's that's as dramatic because like you could still have a good time at the state park right it's like telling your girlfriend you're taking her to bali for your anniversary and instead you take her to the drive-in Dang, I was gonna say your parents' house, but yeah, the drive-in, you don't even get on a flight for that. That's rough. Like you did something. You did right. Something. But imagine she packs a bag, bunch of bikinis <laughs> in it, telling she got all her, her friends. New Dior slides. She got you, you, you let her you let her pick all the restaurants you're gonna eat at in Bali, and then oop. We're going to see tried. Space Jam 2 at the drive-in. Like you tried to get to Bali. You did try. You made an offer to the travel company and they were like, yeah, that's not enough. Yeah, and now right. all the trips to Bali are booked and you can't go ever. All the trips to Bali for the rest of your life are booked and you can never go. And so you got to do something. So you take her to the drive-in. And like, that's what happens with and the so Seahawks it- possibly trading Russell Wilson to the Bears and you signed Andy Dolan. AKA point, the drive-in. Ah. <laughs> at this point, I don't even know if I feel bad for Bears fans in as much as I'm like, what are you guys doing? Duh, Bears. What are you guys doing? Sid Luckman, right? What was that, 70 years ago? Like, y'all can't figure out anybody. I thought the Dolphins were bad. Like, my God. <laughs> it's not even close. It's not even close. You had Jay also, Cutler trying out there for how many years? It's just, it's, it's a disaster. And it's like, I feel bad for Andy Dolan because obviously Andy's getting dragged because he's the replacement uh, for... Sign, look, sign me for $10 million and drag me all over the internet yeah, if that's, that's getting true. dragged. That's true. It's getting dragged. He's going to get another check. I mean, he had to take a bad concussion for the check last year. Hopefully he doesn't have to do that. But getting dragged on Twitter. Do you have any more losers? No, I'm okay. just gonna make fun of the Bears. What's okay. next for Winter Quit? Okay, keeping it keeping it Bay Area. We've had some major Bay Area drama right now, Joy. Bay uh, Area. Bay Area. So we got a sports Everyone person. Is very mad with Draymond right now, by the way. Who is? Everyone. Well, I saw Tony Allen was, but then Draymond's response. Do you want problems with Tony Allen? I don't want problems with Tony Allen. Not only do I not want problems with Tony Allen, but uh Emily, my my partner, is a Grizzlies fan, and so I actually am looking at Tony Allen's autograph to her right now. <laughs> so that's the only autograph I've ever asked for. The, the only so much cooler than you, Heller. What's up? Yeah, Emily is so much cooler than you. Yep, that's why she that's why she's my partner. But listen, <laughs> so, so there's a, there's some barrier drama aside from Draymond saying he's the best defensive player of all time, which probably should have been a segment. Are you doing that in? Uh, Hikey no, Loki with Donnie? Okay, it should have been. Anyway. I just I, I just wanted to mention to you that, that Draymond got to chill out because I think he's arguing with Tony Allen, and that's just not something I would do. Uh, yeah, don't argue with TA, but his comeback was pretty fire. But anyway, uh, various sports personality, media personality, Drew Schiller tweeted the following. I'm going to read it verbatim. Steve Kerr told at Logan Murdoch he enjoyed last season, parentheses, when the Warriors went 15 and, and 50, more than Kevin Durant's final season with the Warriors. Uh, KD responded to that. <laughs> this, this is hilarious, which it kind of was. Uh, and then Steve Kerr got up on his literal podium and was like outraged by this notion that he had said something negative against Kevin Durant, which he didn't say a super strongly negative thing against Kevin Durant, but there's a hint of that in there. Anyway, Joy, it pains me to say this, 
But Steve Kerr is mad for no reason. Win it or quit it. Of course I'm with it. Of course he's mad for no reason. Colin sunned him on the radio pretty hard I today. Mean, what, is he, what are you talking about? It's literally what you said. You literally said you had more fun last season than you did the last season that Kevin Durant was there. Just because you didn't say Kevin Durant's name doesn't mean we don't know how math works. That was the year. <laughs> we all watched it. That was the last year he was there. And you said yep. you had more fun last year when you won 15 games. Oh, I wish I could. This is what you, that's what you said. And, and I'd forget reason, math if I could. Listen, it's not that he's necessarily saying he doesn't like Kevin Durant or that he didn't enjoy coaching right. Kevin Durant or that, you know, he he hated the, the entire experience. He just right. didn't like the last year. And the, look, there's a reason why Steve Kerr enjoyed or said that he enjoyed winning 15 games more than he did the last season with Kevin Durant there. And it's pretty simple when you, when you look at the situation, Steve Kerr has championships as a player, as a coach, he was a GM. He was a, a, a broadcaster. He's NBA royalty. His, his legacy is set. And in some part also due to Kevin Durant deciding to come to golden state. All right. So he can afford to coach a team that wins 15 games. How, how stressed out can you possibly be knowing you're having one down year, which is basically just a vacation. You're going to get a high draft pick. Steph Curry's coming back. Clay Thompson is coming back. You still have Draymond Green. You still have an owner that's going to go to the ends of the earth to Light try years. and make you a winning organization. You, you have no fear of losing your job. The fan base is completely comfortable. They just endured a dynasty. They're chilling. Not happy, but chilling. You guys are optimistic, okay, as you should be. Always, always optimistic, Joe. We're from the Bay Area. Everything's great. You still have a transformative all-time great player in Steph Curry. So, of course, he didn't mind one year winning 15 games and not having all of the weight of the world to have to win a championship and keep everything together. So, yeah. But I mean, what are you talking about? That's so elitist that you're like, yeah, I, I, I had more fun losing. Like ask, ask Steven Silas and, and the Houston Rockets oh, if they enjoy losing. Sorry, dude. Sorry, dude. You, uh, like, that's, that's why it sounds oh, silly man. to me. Like, of, of course you didn't mind that. You're not losing your job. You're getting Steph Curry and Klay Thompson back and Draymond Green and you have a great owner and you have a fan base that doesn't hate you and you have a fan base that just watched you win everything and annoy the entire world. So you're chilling. So yes, you can say that, but don't sit, don't say that and then get mad when someone's like, this is what you said. That's what the hell you said. You just said that. We all heard it. <laughs> You didn't tell him that in the bathroom. Like, it was on a podcast. We could all listen to it and hear it. We know you said you had more fun last year than you did the year before. And it's fine for Kevin Durant to be offended by that because we know that there was some drama. So, like, what are you talking about getting up here getting mad? And furthermore, furthermore, say what you said. Like, you said it, so say why. Don't get mad at a reporter for saying this is what you said. Get up there and say, you know, the reason why – I wasn't, I enjoyed last year more than the year before was because the year before this, this, and this. And honestly, I didn't have to worry about losing my job. I didn't have to worry about the fan base being upset. I didn't have to worry about keeping everybody together. I didn't have to worry about winning a championship. I just came to work and like thought about basketball and thought about how to get better. And it was kind of a relief. And if that makes me sound selfish and if that makes me sound stupid, so be it. But that's what I meant. I didn't mean any disrespect to Kevin Durant. It was just less stressful for me personally 
this year than it was last year. Katie's a great player. I wouldn't have the legacy I have without him coming. He put me in another stratosphere. We had an amazing run, the greatest team in NBA history. All of it is amazing, but that's how I feel personally. But don't comment at, like, what do you come as a reporter for? He just said the same thing he said on the podcast again, but told that reporter and the rest of us why the interpretation, which was mostly correct, was incorrect. It was pretty wild. It wasn't mostly correct. It was 100% correct. (laughs) You said, you said you had more fun last year than you did the year before. There's not anything, there's nothing to misconstrue about it. If you carry the Durant, then he was there that year. And so what you're saying is, yeah, it makes sense. Makes total sense. But listen, Joy, these Silicon Valley people, they're talking on a different wavelength. It's not, it's not for the nuances. Mwah, the nuances are just a little harder to navigate. I'm trying to hear that. And look, honestly, <laughs> Steve Kerr is a, I think Steve Kerr is a good man. Great man. He's a very intelligent man. Um, he is a very thoughtful man. And he has decades, decades of experience talking to the media, being media. So dealing with media, so you know what you're saying. You can't be all of these things he's, and then just be like blah 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 blah. Like you know what you meant when you said that. Did you um did you watch the Jinx? Remember with Robert Durst? It was no. the documentary on HBO. Well, that was the one where he got caught. They like thought they caught him in the end because while he's going to the bathroom, he's still mic'd up and he like mumbles like, "Yeah, I killed her." But it like it just sounds hella crazy, and so they thought they caught him on that. But Steve Kerr is acting like someone overheard something he said and broadcasted it, and got mad at that, and he was mic'd up when he shouldn't have been when he was on a podcast, and then he was at a podium when he reiterated the same thing again. I just didn't I didn't understand why he he must really not like uh, what's that Drew Schiller he must really yeah, have a personal I, I, I think, I think personal beef with Drew Schiller who I haven't I can't confirm this but I heard he apologized because he like works with the local he works with um, the the station that broadcasts for the Warriors so like this wasn't a win for Drew Schiller this wasn't a win for anyone Steve Kerr made this a loss for everyone so I don't I don't know what to say well that's that's because I mean <laughs> he was like I'm sorry Mr. Kerr sir I didn't mean to, but he doesn't know what he's apologizing for. I mean, Jesus. He's not apologizing for anything. Uh, <laughs> he's apologizing for bringing attention to the words that Steve Kerr said out of his mouth onto a podcast. What are you talking about? It's not even that egregious. Like, if it offended Kevin Durant, then just explain to Kevin Durant that you didn't mean to offend him. And then let's all just move on with our day. Right. And you know what? I, I feel the need to apologize now because this whole story is based upon West Coast elitism, which I obviously am a West Coast elite. So a coastal elite, if you will. So that's that's where all this is coming from. So sometimes, listen, you can't save everyone. Sometimes it comes off wrong. It's, it's just another case of that. What's up, Donnie? What's going on a high-key, low-key? What's up? All right, high-key, the Lakers are in the midst of a worst-case scenario with LeBron James out indefinitely with a high ankle sprain. Low-key, L.A. looks like they're in very real trouble without their two superstars. Joy, did the Lakers' chances of a repeat just go out the window? (sighs) Low-key, no, because they are both supposed to come back. But the West is very difficult, and Mm -hmm. with both stars out, assuming they don't make a trade to bring in some reinforcements, it's a matter of how far they're going to fall 
in the playoff hunt. Now, I don't think they'll yeah. fall out of the playoffs, but, you know, AD is more concerning than LeBron. Obviously, like, you know, we've seen in the past couple of years, LeBron has been more dinged up than he normally is because he's normally Superman. But yeah, I mean, the AD thing already had me kind of troubled. This is obviously extremely disappointing, not just for the Lakers, but for the league, because anytime LeBron James is out, you know, that's that's no good for business. Yeah, it sucks. But yeah, I mean, the one thing that they do have working for them is they don't have to worry about chemistry. So we know that the Lakers have done this before. They've had this group together. So they're going to they're gonna figure it out. But man, what a time for LeBron and AD to be out. And, you know, if we're looking at these injuries, you kind of start to wonder, like, eh, maybe, maybe the NBA should have taken a little bit more time before bringing the league back after the bubble and kind of reset things a little bit or, yeah. you know, try to find a way to stretch the schedule out a little bit. So there weren't so many games in such a short amount of time because it, it it's this is a lot of injuries. And, um, you know, we could have predicted this obviously, but nobody wants to anticipate injuries, but you know, it's just, it's kind of showing like, this is, this is a guy that never gets injured. And now, you know, and this one is more serious obviously than the, the groin injury. So I don't know. I'm concerned. I don't think they'll fall all the way out, but it just depends on when the two of them are back and fully healthy. And if they have everyone healthy heading into the playoffs, I will feel good about it. If not, this might not be the Lakers year. Yeah, it could work out for them in that they end up getting much needed rest and come back refreshed and nobody's going to be hundred percent, but um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, all it right. did work in their benefit that the league shut down for a couple of months Certainly for AD, who is always banged up. Mm -hmm. So, you know, obviously you never want to be injured or we're coming back from an injury. Right. Um, Sometimes you run into, you know, compensation injuries when you do come back. So it's definitely concerning, but if they can both get back healthy with enough time to kind of get back in basketball shape before the playoffs start, I'll feel Mm -hmm. good about it only because I know what LeBron James is capable of. And the Lakers have no chemistry issues. Exactly. All right. High key rookie of the year favorite and arguably the most talented of the ball brothers. LaMelo ball may miss the rest of the season after breaking his wrist Saturday against the Clippers low key with about two thirds of the season in the books. We've seen enough of LaMelo that he should still get that rookie of the year award. Do you agree with that? Yeah, he should, but I don't (laughs) think that he will because that's not not how the voting goes. Yeah. Um, But he, he definitely deserves it. I mean, he was, he was unbelievable. And he, he far outshot the expectations of the critics. He's actually kind of served as a catalyst for what I think will end up being the new norm for, you know, big time players or, you know, well-covered players coming out of high school, going straight to the G league or going overseas Mm -hmm. rather than going to college. You know, there were a lot of skeptics about, what he was going to look like and how he was going to be able to perform and how he was going to be able to translate to the NBA. Weirdly, they didn't have those skeptics of Luca when Luca yeah. came. Wonder but, why that was. Um, well, you know, who knows? But you know, I don't think it's going to become a major trend that guys go overseas in as much as they go to the G League because it's a lot to go overseas. You have to have a certain kind of support system and. Yeah. You know, I don't know if it's maturity, but it's a lot. It's a lot to go to Australia. It's a lot to go to Lithuania. You know, it's not a lot to go to the G League and make 
$100,000 and own your own, you know, Instagram and start building your brand that way. But I do think that people have seen now, you don't have to take the traditional college route. And now looking at the way that all the big blue blood schools are getting knocked off. Yeah, oh my goodness. In the tournament. Mm -hmm. It's like, do I even need to go to Duke or Kansas or Kentucky? Like, I don't even need to do that anymore. Right. So, So college basketball has become one of the only sports that has absolute parity anymore as we're seeing in the tournament. So I think this is going to be a big catalyst for how young players who are highly recruited look at their future if they're headed to the NBA. So I I definitely think he still deserves a rookie of the year award. We know how that voting goes. It sucks that he's injured, but I think, I think it's great that he was able to establish himself and, and kind of shut the doubters up. And the biggest thing obviously for him was going to, was shooting, which he's shown he can do. Exactly. So, because that was the big question is, you know, is we knew he could pass, we knew he had talent, we knew he was fast. His body obviously is, is the right shape and size that it needed <laughs> to be to translate to the NBA because he had a little mm-hmm. time to grow into it. And he was going to be bigger anyway than, than Lonzo, but the shooting thing was important. And, um, and I, I think it, he's had an incredible season and it's exciting for that organization as well, who needed some oh, yeah. advice. So I'm, I'm excited to see him next year. It's a bummer that he's injured. And he definitely still deserves rookie of the year. Yeah, next year. Expectations are going to be pretty high next year. I'm looking forward to seeing him hopefully meet those. All right. Speaking of parody, high key, the Sweet 16 of the men's college basketball tournament is here. And there's already been an almost a new record as to amount, the amount of upsets. There's been 12. That's a whole bunch. Loki, we talked last week about how unpredictable the tournament is. But this year has kind of taken unpredictable to a whole new level. Yeah, the Pac-12 is crushing yeah, they went nine and one. Um, it, it's it's unbelievable. Now the women's tournament is going total chalk. <laughs> all, <laughs> all of the all of the favorites have won in the the women's tournament, and I think yeah. five of six of the Pac-12 teams from the women's side are still in. Um, I think only Washington State has lost so far as we're doing this in this uh, podcast right now. But yeah, it's everything I was just talking about with LaMelo. Like, I think that the the sport has become, it's all about parody now. Everyone is kind of mushed to the middle. Yeah. Schools like Kentucky and Kansas and, you know, Illinois, Ohio State are getting knocked off or not making it at all, Duke. Mm -hmm. Um, And you're seeing schools that have great players just not performing now look I think that this was always going to be kind of a weird year yeah because of COVID yeah and you know there's weird circumstances going on so maybe it was just always going to be an unpredictable year except for Gonzaga who looks like they're just going to smush everybody by 25. It looks easy to them. <laughs> yeah it's so easy um but I do think that the sport has changed and I think that I think that the opportunities for players who are going straight to the NBA have widened with the the G league rules changing. And then I think yeah. eventually the, the one and done rule will change as well, which will only really apply to like one or two guys, maybe a year. Yeah. A select few for yeah. sure. So it's not like everyone's going to be skipping out. It's very rare that a, that a guy's body at the age of 18 coming out of high school is ready to translate to the NBA. Mm-hmm. LeBron James, Kobe, you know, there's not a whole lot of these scenarios. Yeah. So, they're just not around like that. Yeah. So, um, so I don't think that's going to change things dramatically, but the G league and the opportunity to go overseas 
and play against other grown men and make money and not necessarily go to college where like, are you even really going to college for a year? And, and what's happening in the tournament with these big schools getting knocked out early. It's like, you're not even getting the exposure that you would normally get going exactly. to the final four. So, mm-hmm. is it, you know, what are we weighing here? So um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's changed a lot. The tournament's been, been pretty crazy and I'm looking forward to the final rounds and seeing who comes out of this. I had, I had Gonzaga winning it all, but I had them up against Illinois, obviously. So that's over. Your bracket is busted along with everyone else's. Everyone else. Everyone. Pretty much everyone's bracket was busted on Friday when Ohio State went down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or Roberts is messing stuff up for everybody. Yeah, it's messing everybody's stuff up. It's great, though. All right. Well, sticking with the NCAA, Heike, it is a shame that it took a public shaming for the NCAA to upgrade the women's facilities. The differences between theirs and the men's was blatantly disrespectful. Low-key, on top of that, the NCAA isn't using March Madness in its promotion of the women's tournament this year, which is actually minor compared to some of the other disparities that have been uncovered recently. Joy, the NCAA says it's working on a solution to a problem that it created. Is that enough? You know, I saw this story And this is what's terrible about the way that I think. Mm -hmm. If you're not going to do things because it's the right thing to do. Yes. Shouldn't you at least do something to act in self-preservation? At the bare minimum. Yeah. In 2021, we all know how this works. If you're going to do something that egregious, that (laughs) obvious, it's almost as if it had to be intentional because how could you look at that situation and say, yeah, that'll work. This is fine. This This is is fine. fine. They'll be fine with these Amazon weights. (laughs) Ordered these weights off Amazon. (laughs) <laughs> that's so real did you use your personal account to order these weights yeah 49.99 don't stop with that grandmother what i can't ridiculous I not with that zumba weight rack it's a shame and it's it's really like at this point i can't even i mean listen i was outraged but I was outraged because it's it's the audacity for me at this point. You make billions of dollars and we know it's not the money anyway. We know it's not the money, right? And we knew it wasn't the space or the facilities as was shown in the videos. So for me, it's the audacity. Like it's 2021. I don't wanna hear about you're trying to fix the disparities. Just do it. It's not hard. It's yeah, not the- difficult to look at something and say, wow, that little itty bitty weight rack is probably not enough for all of these women. Mm-hmm. I mean, COVID, everyone's sharing the one weight rack. Like that's, that's a, that's a problem right there. Let's, let's get a few I mean, more weight racks at least. <laughs> can we get at least, <laughs> can we, can we just up the quantity on Amazon when you ordered it? Yeah. I, I just, I find it to be offensive not necessarily that there are disparities because we know there's still disparities it's that when you when you put such little thought and effort into something that should be automatic 
I have to just assume like you're dumb. Like you can't even, act, you can't even look at this situation like, damn, if this gets posted on social media, I might get fired. So yeah. you can't even act in your own self-interest because you're so biased. Because this means crazy. so little to you. Like, think about it that way. Forget yeah. thinking about the fact that like men and women don't get the same facilities and don't get the same access and don't get the same coverage and don't get the same support and don't get treated the same in basically any aspect of life. But, but you, you, are, you can't even look at the situation and be like, I could get in trouble for how bad this looks. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's like a recklessness that puts them, their own job in jeopardy and they're yes. not even seeing that. That's crazy. That's how but, far you are away from reality that yeah. you can't even act in your own self-interest. Like yep. if you don't care about women's sports, if you don't care about um, these athletes, if you don't care about this tournament, you don't even, you don't even, you can't, you don't even care about yourself at this point because it's that egregious. And, you know, for people who are arguing about, you know, women's sports aren't as good as men's sports and, you know, women's sports don't make the same amount of money and women this and women that and women can't dunk. Like, I'm just tired of hearing y'all for real, honestly. Like, I just don't want to hear it anymore. I'm over it. If you don't want to choose to evolve, you don't have to watch women's basketball if you don't want to, but there's yeah, plenty of people that watch, you. nobody's forcing you, but there's plenty of people that watch it. You have mothers, you have sisters, maybe you know a woman, maybe you know a woman. Chances just, are you do. You yeah. don't have mothers or sisters or cousins or nieces or coworkers. So you just, you in the world amongst <laughs> only men, maybe you come across another woman. And maybe in that moment, you may want some level of equality for her, or maybe not. And you're just a knuckle dragger. And I don't really care what your opinion is. But if you can look at that situation at the NCAA tournament, knowing what the NCAA makes, knowing, I don't want to use the word exploitation, but knowing how all of this works, right? Yeah. And you feel like that's okay. That's a you problem. There's something wrong with you. Sorry, I have to be the one to tell you, you're broken inside. Seek help. <laughs> you just made the difference in their lives. This was the change that they needed. Thank you. Joy. I hope I, I'm, I hope I can provide that service for them because oh, yeah. that was honestly one of the most embarrassing things I've ever seen Seriously. in the history of the NCAA. And that's saying a lot. And it's crazy how quickly they fix things. Like if it was that easy to fix, why was this a why problem in the first place? Why did it happen in the first but, place? I don't know. Why couldn't this just be done? I'm so yep. tired of asking for the basics. Okay, mm -hmm. just the basics, just the basic, easy thing to do. That's what people are tired of. Just do it. It's not that hard. All right, T. We have a we have a spicy culture report this week. We What's have happening? a very, <laughs> very, very <laughs> spicy. Okay. You know, I'll just start with this, Joy. Oh, Miami. So <laughs> spring break was this past weekend and it was just packed with people not wearing masks and living their best life. Uh, the state of Florida is open. It's obvious it's warm. People have been in the house. They want to get out. So it makes sense for people to gather there, especially those that are young and in college. And I guess those that aren't in college too. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time understanding Joy, when when did the pandemic end? Because I, I could have swore that we're still in it. Like we are still in a Patricia announcement. <laughs> it is still a Patricia. Patricia is. is active. 
Yeah. So the thing about the spring break in Miami situation is like, if you're, if you lived in Miami, then like, you know, what spring break in Miami is locals don't hang out in Miami. Nothing that's happening in Miami is Miami's responsibility. Everyone that's at spring break is people that came to Miami for spring break. It's not people that live in Miami. So while Florida is responsible for a lot of nonsense, (laughs) this is not the thing that is Miami is responsible for. I just want to tell everybody the Patricia is not over. We are still in a panoramic and you're going to need to wear a mask when you're running around with 10,000 people. I, I have had a lot of sympathy for very young people during this past year because I had my share, fair share of clubbing over many, 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 many years. And I've been to many, 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 many clubs. And I had spring break and all the fun. So I know it's very difficult for young people who haven't had their chance to party and go to these kinds of things to not go. But you just can't do this. This is not a good look out here, okay? It is not a good look. When they have to shut down the beach at 8 p.m., like curfew it's crazy my friend sent me a video of my old apartment in south beach and people are on cars i'm like y'all we gotta do better (laughs) we cannot be out here like this this is silliness this is too much yeah it is and 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 i understand there's there was so many people there and when you got a lot of people and there's alcohol involved you get those that start acting out so yes it's to be expected not saying it's right, but it's just like, people need to, to chill. Like it was just way too crazy. It was really hard watching news. And I'm just like, we gotta do better. I think that if people just really just stayed home, everybody, if like at least a couple of weeks, we could probably get, like just get out of this. Everybody would be fine, but people just can't seem to stay home and just follow the rules. It's, it, it's too much, it's too much. We gotta is. say when something is too much, it's too much. It is. And I'm tired of the whole, I saw somebody say, oh, but I, well, I've been vaccinated. So, and it's just like, sir, you're, you're not, you can still get it. You can still get COVID. That doesn't mean that you're exempt from getting it and passing it to somebody else. So it's, it's disappointing. I'm out, of, I'm out of words. Like when you have to shut the beach down and listen, this is Florida. They have been open and doing their thing all year. So it's too much. But um, yeah, we could we could just leave it there. All right. So, <laughs> Kylie shared um, this GoFundMe for a makeup artist that she worked with. Uh, I think the amount was at like sixty k, and people obviously fell away because she asked for people to donate when she could have easily paid that instead of contributing. I think it was like five thousand. Um, and I get it. Like we're still in a pandemic. People are just getting their stimulus checks so that the audacity for her to ask people to donate in this time of me I guess seems like preposterous um I think this thing has just been blown completely out of proportion um one thing I don't like to speak on is other people's pockets people including like celebrities um I think you can do whatever you can do what with whatever with your money as you please I mean sure she could have paid the entire bill and it wouldn't put a dent in her pockets but she contributed and she chose to share it on her page now, I don't know, Joy, I could be wrong here, but I think most people probably wouldn't have done either of those things. So I just find it interesting that everyone just seems to have like an opinion about something that they wouldn't do themselves. And I think people just need to honestly relax and mind their own business because they have this girl apologizing when I don't, I personally don't think she did anything wrong. Oh my, I just cannot disagree more. 
first of all, it is, it is, you are a Jenner Kardashian. So you are in another category of people in general, right? You are the family. You are America's royal family, okay? Everybody is up your business and around the corner to start with. We know y'all, okay? Because you make it a point for us to know you. So, and that's how you are a millionaire. So my thing is, if you're going to make this public, knowing that it is $60,000, knowing that you buy your three-year-old child $15,000 handbags, okay, that she gonna spill a popsicle in, okay? She gonna leave outside in the yard. You can't be posting swipe ups for $60,000 for your makeup artist and then give $5,000, $5,000. Let's not lose the concept of money here. We all know how much $5,000 is. And we all know how much $5,000 is to Kylie Jenner. So if she had done nothing, I would not feel some type of way about it. I'm with you. I'm not going to tell people how to spend their money. I don't know how close they are. She probably worked with a lot of makeup artists. You know what I'm saying? It's, she don't have to pay for his medical bills, right? Mm-hmm. Or if she hadn't made it public and just given him $5,000, I still wouldn't have felt some type of way. But you are not about to ask people in a Patricia to donate money on a GoFundMe on your page and then make it public that you only gave him $5,000 when it's $60,000. Like $60,000 is a lot of money, but it's not a lot of money to Kylie Jenner. And it's, it, it, it shouldn't have ever been posted when we know you can do that and not think twice about it. Now, $60,000 is a lot of money to give somebody. So, you know, like you better be really close with somebody to give them $60,000, even if you are a billionaire. But if you're going to post it and make it public, no, sis. Sis, you can't be out. People just got their stimulus. Like, you cannot be out here asking people to donate to this man when you could give him $60,000. Like, it's nothing. You chose to make it public. That's rude. Because you know people follow you. You have diehard fans who are going to give their little monies to this man. It's disrespectful, I feel like, because she made it public. I will never tell no one how to spend their money. And I don't think it's on rich or wealthy people to take care of everybody. That's not how you stay wealthy. But you can't publicly post it and then wonder how people are going to react to you. You're Kylie Jenner. You don't have, like, the grace to do that. That's PR. Like, this doesn't work that way. You have to know. Mama Jenner should have (laughs) intervened. Where was Chris? Where was Chris when this was happening? Who was the where manager? Was, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, no I, I feel what you're saying. I, I understand like your side too. I guess when I seen it, my brain was just like, well, I, I'm i sure he'll, I'm like, obviously I was like, you know, my heart goes out to him, like with the, the cards and all that. But I was like, you know, I'm not going to donate. So I just went about my merry little way. But I, I think what just annoyed me just seeing it blown out of proportion, I'm just like, there's so much other things going on in the world. Like, why are we putting this much emphasis in it? And because that's because it's, it's Kylie. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like people are because going she to has react. The money. Well, that just—that's their existence. Is us reacting to everything that they do and say. That's how they became yeah. who they are. So when you do something like that, you have to imagine that people are going to react that way. Like I don't think everyone would solicit that kind of reaction. But when you're Kylie yeah. Jenner and you're openly posting these, you know, stormy out here in these like. $50,000 outfits like come on and nobody's trying nobody's and we're all okay with that all right yeah. but we're not okay with 
welcome when you're asking us to give our money to your makeup artist when you could just swipe your black card and it's over and nobody has ever has to talk about this again. Yeah. It's not, maybe, it's not maybe, maybe it's because it was somebody she worked with in the past because apparently it wasn't it was somebody she worked with so it wasn't her makeup artist maybe she felt like oh I'll give them a little something something but it's not you know but I, you can't knows? make it I don't know I can't make it like public. You, can't, you can't make it public like yeah. I understand she thought she was helping by sharing yeah. it because she felt like it would get more donations but like you have to know this is how people are gonna react like yeah come on. speaking of react joy Derek mm. Jackson has been trending and you know what and to be fair i'm somebody who've watched a lot of Derek jackson's videos so i know all about him and when first i'm listening to when i was listening to his videos i'm thinking in my head like okay this man has obviously cheated and i feel like a lot of times when people give advice they speak from experience not to not to shade him but like you you speak from experience so i'm like okay he knows all this stuff because it seemed like that he's probably been through it right which which again is is fair the problem that I have with 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 Derek, which is why I'm getting a little annoyed, is because he is going so hard on on people who did the exact same thing, and that you can't do. Like that, I have a problem with. It's like it's one thing if you've made mistakes, like okay, right. like you know, make your mistakes and you own it, you're doing better, you guys are working through it. But it's another thing when you're trying to like, you know, put people down and go so hard for something you did. Like that just wasn't cool to me. So. I just, I, I'm, I'm definitely feeling a way about him now, um, which I feel like will pass, but I just feel like that he just needs to like probably lay low a bit because we all just giving him the side eye because you can't be out here doing that, Derek. Yeah, I don't, well, I didn't know about him until today, but <laughs> um, having very quickly caught up on the situation and and here is my issue with this because I'm I'm 100% with you. I think you can give advice on things that you've been through. Actually, that's the kind of the best advice that you should get. You shouldn't be getting advice from people necessarily who haven't been through something. They can give you their opinion, but they can't really actually give you advice. Like if you're like, oh, I want advice on like how to stay married and you go ask your single friend, she can give you her opinion, but she can't actually give you advice. Or what's it like to go through a divorce with somebody who's never been through a divorce and has no one in their family who's been through a divorce? Like, they're just going to give you their opinion. And maybe it's a good opinion, but it's not actually advice. So I'm with you. I don't mind getting advice from people, even if it's from something that's wrong. Like, that's that's fine. But if you out here make, like, you're out here building your empire on the idea that you don't participate in these activities and here you are in 4K... Why does it have to be like this? Because hypocrites are the worst. Yeah. Like one thing I definitely strive to be in life is not a hypocrite. That's why I'm not a very judgmental person. And I try to keep in mind things like that I am critical of other people for if I'm critical because I've done it and I think it's silly that they're doing it or stupid or reckless or whatever. But just like how I live my life, I, can't, I do not want to be a hypocrite. And that is just like, ugh. it's like the <laughs> nails on the chalkboard. Like I cannot, I cannot, yeah. it's so dramatic T. Why? The whole thing was so much. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was hard to watch. And one thing you say about hypocrites, it's like a lot of times people who are hypocrites in the way that he, he is in the sense where he's just so good with words, you can hear it. He, he's, he's very good. And he says things where it's, 
it almost comes across as kind of condescending and like, like you're not so for, I mean, obviously we're not in a relationship. I don't know. Maybe like she said that she left, she made him like, you know, beg to get back all this other stuff, but it's just like the way it's coming across is just, it's, it's bad. It's, it's well, yeah. Like there's, I don't really care about their relationship. Like, yeah. you know, people go through things all the time that we never find out about. Right. And people, you know, cheat and get back together and whatever, or leave, or, you know, they leave for this reason or that reason, like relationships are very difficult and people make mistakes all the time. But when you are capitalizing on the idea that you don't make these mistakes, and then to your point, you're making, you're putting anybody down who does participate in these mistakes. It's like, you know, he got a lot of learning growing to do so. I'm just glad that it's out. I mean, this will pass. I mean, this stuff passes, but as of right now, he got the feel you, you better pivot. <laughs> you better start giving some other kind of advice. <laughs> you know what? I'm so interested. To, I'm so interested to see what type of advice he starts to give going forward. Like what they gonna look like? Cause his videos were honestly, a lot of them were really good. I was just like, well, this makes sense. <laughs> some of the videos have actually, I'm not gonna lie. When I was having a day, came across his videos and was like, oh, I needed that confidence. I needed that just that little boost, you know? But now well, I'm going to be like, know, I don't think that all of that should be discredited, obviously. Right. Yeah, you know? I know. But it's just like, how, and the whole thing just felt like a, a panic move. Yeah. You know, so it just became a lot really quickly. But like I said, it's going to have to time to pivot. <laughs> a new profession. <laughs> I'm just kidding. New, new, you need new branding. New branding. Call Chris Jenner. <laughs> she, ain't, she ain't busy she's not watching her own kids we know that <laughs> thanks so much for joining us this week guys make sure you subscribe you can listen to the podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts spotify soundcloud apple Podcasts, iHeartMedia app follow us on social media at maybe i'm crazy pod and myself at joy taylor talks and we'll catch you next week maybe i'm crazy maybe i'm not oh.